When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Streaming on Peacock. It's the girl's trip of a lifetime. Look at this water. We're going to give them something to talk about. Seven iconic housewives from four different cities. Oh, my God. This thing right. Vacation at Turks and Caicos. It's the party now. And there's no party like a housewives party. I don't give a f- You're not a girl's girl. Why would you say that? Find out what happens when the forecast brings sunshine and a whole lot of shade. You are so self-absorbed, it's crazy. The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. All episodes streaming now, only on Peacock. Mirror man, mirror man, you twist and turn my mind until I don't know who I am. Mirror man. Uh, good morning and welcome to a happy edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. I am here recording on my own because, let's be honest, uh, who would have booked up a podcast after losing to Spurs at the weekend, playing the champions who were on for making a Premier League points tally record this season? Uh, I only sing when I'm winning. And I didn't think we'd be winning today, but Arsenal pulled an unbelievable victory out of the bag. And I am just over the fucking moon um, for uh, many reasons, for many reasons. But the the key reason is that the, there seems to be this sort of like whiplash effect um, amongst Arsenal fans. Like we beat Wolves and everyone's like, yes, finally we've got a coach that can bring defensive structure to Arsenal and he's the future and it's going to be very exciting. Then we have a, uh, you know, we get shit housed by Jose Mourinho who's overseeing a squad who, when 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 the Spurs hired him, people were like, ah, you know, I don't think anybody realises quite how perfect this squad is for Jose Mourinho. He's had a terrible run. Uh, you know, the same as Arteta, but I feel like our squad was decidedly worse than the team that got into the Champions League final last year. Uh, so we lose to him, and then everybody's like, well, you know, Arteta's a, a novice, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, so I, I didn't have a lot of hope going into this game, and I wondered uh, what was going to happen. And look, let's be perfectly honest, that wasn't the most pleasant performance. 
we'll ever see. But going into a really, really difficult FA Cup semi-final game against Manchester City on Saturday, I think that that was absolutely perfect. And if you're the if you're the sort of Arsenal fan that is complaining about how that performance looked, uh, you know, you've got to take a long, hard look at yourself. I mean. Look, this is this is Liverpool. Um, they are miles, miles above us when it comes to, um, uh, to 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 the sort of football that they they have the ability to play. And this is an Arsenal team that is on its third manager this season. It's a it's a squad that has gone through so much over the the last two years. I mean, we've got our most expensive player. Uh, sitting on the bench, we've got a best young player who's been ostracised from the group, and we've got a, a manager. And as much as I like him, he's he's very much uh, a beginner. So, if you had any sort of idea or notion that Arsenal were going to go into that that Liverpool game playing peak. Manchester City light football uh, and that we were going to play Liverpool off the park. What, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, Arsenal didn't, I, I mean, we didn't deserve to win it, but in, in some ways, in some ways we did um, because, you know, we got absolutely battered um, early on in the game. We conceded uh, a goal where, you know, it was hard to pinpoint who exactly was at fault but um, it was a you know a, a, a very typical Arsenal goal, and we could have collapsed under the pressure. You know we could have we could have given up, and we didn't. We you know we we fought back. We continued to pressure Liverpool, and once again, I think it's like the the fifth goal. Uh, you know, or, or like the, the total of five goals that we've caused by pressing from the front and consistently pressing from the front is not something that was going on under Arsene Wenger. It was not something that Unai Emery could um, could drill into his team on an ongoing basis. But uh, we got two goals from defensive pressure. Um, Reese Nelson stepping up to the plate. Uh you know, say what you will about him and some of his decisions in in normal open play, but he he scored um, he scored a brilliant goal. Um, like he, you know, he started the move uh, for the other one, and I, I think that the, the 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 big the big thing that everyone was talking about after the Spurs game was Arsenal had lost fifteen points under Arteta from winning positions. And was the second half performance from Arsenal something that brought me a lot of joy defensively? No. But how can you not be happy that we saw out uh, an entire 49 minutes in the second half without conceding a goal? Like, it doesn't matter how you get there. You're playing against Liverpool. This is a team that is built for destruction and they're playing a team with David Luiz, Granite Jacker in midfield, uh, Cedric Suarez uh, in in at right back, and we held strong. And there were some hair raising moments. There were some good saves from Emmy Martinez, but uh, like overall, the defensive performance in the second half, like you know, we stuck it, you know, we stuck it out, and it's. 
it's very difficult to be miserable about that three points. All that matters when you play Liverpool is the three points. Five years time, let's talk about performance. You know, two transfer windows, let's talk about starting to bring a style of football. But Mikel Arteta set up a team that beat Liverpool that didn't really have a midfield. I mean, it is embarrassing how bad we are at holding onto the ball um, in midfield or creating any sort of structure that feeds the the front players. Um, playing long balls from the back to get any sort of sniff is an ideal. It's not long term, but how how can you how can you complain? It's like you know we're uh, we're extracting points out of the champions of England who were chasing uh, chasing a Premier League points total record, and that's immense and. That says a lot about um, what Arteta has managed to extract from the players with um, with regards to like work ethic, um, and effort, and belief. And you've got to hand it to the players. They're not the most talented bunch. But they put in a shift. They didn't give up. They threw their bodies on the line. And they got the result. And that keeps us in contention for Europa League in the league. And nobody thought that we had a chance and we might not get it. And we'll, you know, we could get beaten 3-0 by Manchester City at Wembley at the weekend. But that's that's nature of the beast. I mean, we're, we're, we're a project moving forward. Like after us and Wenger left, we didn't really build. You know, we hired a manager on an agent recommendation. He had absolutely no say in the club and he knew it. He couldn't, uh, you know, had no credibility with Raul. Couldn't speak the language of the country. So he couldn't complain in the press uh, and he accepted what was given to him because he knew that the Arsenal job was bigger than him. And now we've got a manager that's come in. I think it's fair to say that he's made a point. Like it's not perfect, but it never was going to be perfect. And if your expectation of what Arteta was bringing to Arsenal was perfection, then your expectations were incorrect. But his job was to come in, make us difficult to beat, stop us from getting relegated because let's be honest uh it was looking worrying for a bit right our form was relegation form under Unai Emery the situation in December didn't look good and we've had a a a fairly positive time under Arteta there's more structure in the side um, we're much more tactically fluid now. Um, I, you know, there's always a game plan. Like whether you like it or not, like there is always a game plan, and it's uh, it's coherent, and the players understand exactly uh, what they're doing. We've scored more goals, we've conceded less goals, and we've racked up more points. And additionally, we're winning away from home. You know, like the the Wolves game was the first time that we'd beaten someone above us away from home in five years. Um, we beat the champions at home. And look, they were on holiday. Like, f- fuck me. I mean, so what? <laughs> it's Liverpool. They were chasing a record. We beat Liverpool at home. Like, you're always going to have to get lucky to beat Liverpool at home. And look, the, the 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 amount of shots they had on our goal was, you know, took me right back to the Unai Emery days. But like, L- Liverpool still had less shots at our goal than Watford did under Unai Emery. So let's not let's not get carried away. Um but yeah, you know, we, we now have the ability to beat big teams. 
um, um, and he's doing it with with the same players. And I thought a lot of people were um, were criticizing uh, Talk Sport uh, earlier because they ran, um, you know, they ran an inflammatory article that said stats reveal Mikel Arteta has made a better start in the Premier League at Arsenal than Jurgen Klopp did at Liverpool, and. You're like, oh, that's, like a lot, lot of Arsenal fans were like, that's a, that's a nonsense thing to talk about. How dare you? I, I, I don't really understand why, um, why that's a nonsense because Liverpool had at least finished second two seasons before Klopp took over, so there was at least the remnants of a of a squad that had done well in the past. Um, so you know, like he he had some good players. I think that it is not outrageous to say that Jurgen Klopp picked up a better squad of players than Mikel Arteta picked up. Uh, and Mikel Arteta's uh, you know record in the league is seven wins, six draws, and four losses in seventeen games. Klopp, who picked up Liverpool earlier in the season. His first 17 Premier League matches where people were calling for his head online, remember? Six wins, five draws and six losses. Um, Arteta has managed to get this Arsenal side to score more goals than his Liverpool had at that stage. He's conceded less, considerably less. I mean, uh, like Arteta in his first 17 Premier League matches has conceded 17 goals. Liverpool had conceded 25 and Arteta has extracted 27 points and Klopp had extracted 23. And the only reason this is uh, relevant um, is because it puts it in perspective, right? Arsenal are moving towards, are trying to move towards becoming an elite football club again. So if Jurgen Klopp, the charismatic genius that we all love, um, from Germany, who'd made a Champions League final, who'd won a Bundesliga, comes into a better Liverpool side, and after 17 games, has a, had a worse record than Mikel Arteta, then you've got to say that Mikel Arteta is doing something right. Is he doing everything right? Absolutely not. But what manager was going to come in and it was going to be perfection, and all of a sudden, those 15 points that we dropped from winning positions were all wins, and we were sitting in third in the Premier League. Don't be so ridiculous. It's like cherry picking these things. I, I even read a I even read a comment on on Le Grove earlier, and someone was trying to flat Earth statistics and say that goals scored, like scoring more goals and conceding less goals and more points was like it, it, it was playing games with stats. It was using numbers in disingenuous ways. It's like what like. What what the fuck is wrong with people? Like honestly, what is uh what is wrong with you? I mean, the the league is judged on goals, points, and defensive record. So if if Klopp is on track, uh, sorry, if uh, Arteta is on track with what Klopp did in his in his first year, then I think we should all be fairly happy. The the concern about us having a novice coach and that he wouldn't be able to to manage the situation. Like you need to put that to one side. We've got a we've got a great coach. I think he's a generational coach. You know everything that I hear about him and have heard about him. I think that he has the potential to be a generational coach. Maybe he is is um uh you know 
hyperbole on my part, but I think he's uh, I think he's taken us in the right direction. And every criticism that was had about Arteta um, before he took over the job has, has been put in the bin. Can he convince the squad um, of his ways? Yes, he's got players pressing. He's got players signing new deals at Arsenal. And he's dealt with the discipline problems. And it hasn't consumed Arsenal in the same way that uh, Emery dropping Aaron Ramsey and Meza Ozil consumed his tenure. Um, tactics. I said that he was going to be an innovative coach. He has us playing different systems. They're all very well thought out. And in the main, they generally work. You know, it doesn't work every time, but you can at least see what he's trying to do and why he's making uh, those specific decisions in every single game. So we do have a coach that thinks about the game in the right way and can execute his ideas with the players that he's got currently on the pitch. And let's be honest, the Arsenal players haven't really had any sort of tactical education uh, over the last 10 years. So he's, he's kind of teaching babies um, to walk here. And the other thing, the, the craziest thing that I hear, that Arteta is meek because people thought that he was meek on the pitch, which again, like I, I kind of disagree with. Um, but that the, the he was meek and that he would, you know, be Raul and Edu's bitch and that he wouldn't speak out in the media. And he is gunning for finance because he wants Arsenal to be the best club in the world. He is saying, we need money. If we want to push forward, we need investment from Josh Kroenke. We need investment from KSE. And I didn't expect that. I mean, that's kind of a bit of a Jose Mourinho move, if, if we're honest. And there's a few people criticizing him again. And I'm like, hold on a minute. I thought he was a coward. I thought he wasn't going to say these things. But he is saying these things. And you can't deny that he's right. You know, Unai Emery got a huge amount of money um, spent on him. And, you know, did he have the strength to get the players that he want? He wanted? Probably not. But he had a lot of money uh, thrown his way. And do I think asking the Kroenke family to invest in the squad is going to get him money? Doubtful. Uh, I don't think the, the Kroenke family really care. But... They invested in Sean McVeigh, the LA Rams. You know, they invested in that franchise. And the further away from the top you get, the more expensive it is to get back to the top. And market conditions have never been better for freeing up a bit of money. Like, let's let let Arsenal borrow some money from KSE. Throw, Throw 70 million at the club and see what you can pick up. Players are going to be bargains this summer. They're going to be absolute bargains. Relegated clubs are going to have to sell their players. You're not going to see 70, 80, 90 million pound signings this summer. So there has never been a better time to spend money because football will come back. The economy will come back. Prices will go up again. And you've picked up stocks at the very bottom of the market. So um, don't blame Arteta for saying, come on, let's spend some money. Let's, let's make hay. Like we have the right coach to drive us forward now. He's got the right vision. He knows what the winning formula is to move us forward. So he should be asking for money. And and let's not forget, we complain that Arsene Wenger never begged 
for money. And maybe Arsene Wenger stayed in his job so long because he didn't ask for money. But we've got a coach with ambition now. He's not talking about qualifying for the Europa League as a win. He's not talking about top four. He's talking about getting back to the very top and winning Champions League. That's the ambition. And that's the ambition that we want as fans. We might not get it. You know, like the the so much has to go right to do what Klopp did. And look, Jurgen Klopp had been at Mainz and I think he got relegated with Mainz and he got fired. Um, he had lots of ups and downs with Dortmund, but he'd had the experience. So you're investing in Jurgen Klopp and you're investing in someone uh, the, that had already been there and done it. But like, why, why can't, why can't Arteta get us back into the top four? Why can't he create um, a squad that, that can actually compete in the Champions League? Why can't he drive that forward? And um if we don't get the right money this summer, my hope is that the prodding for excellent players is that that's also a signal. Like Cedric Suarez, I mean, for the first goal today against Liverpool, I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. I mean, I don't know what happened, but like, you know, he gets, he, he jumps into a tackle, he gets hit, you know, he, he can't run back. The defense is stretched and, and we can see Cedric Suarez is not Arsenal quality. David Luiz, look, he was a great player back in the day, but like he's so inconsistent, and you know he was he was a nightmare at times today. Like Rob Holding, I mean, he had a it, like he grew into the game, but like his his ability on the ball is is just not what we need um, moving forward. And you know maybe Pablo Mari, I don't know. Um, you know, at least he's won a major trophy and he's he's in his prime. Maybe he could be something for us. But I don't think those are the sort of quality signings that he's talking about. I mean, you know, he's very specific in one of his press conferences where he said, you need to sign players from the Premier League that know how to do it and they can immediately adapt. You need to sign great players from Europe that can come in and add something to your team. But you, there needs to be a strategy um, behind the players that we buy. I mean, if like you look at that Liverpool game today, what was absolutely clear that we are so lacking in athleticism across the team. You know, like Martinelli and Saka, um, Oba maybe, but but Lacazette, please. Ceballos seems so, you know, he feels like he needs to put on, uh, you know, half a stone um, in muscle over the summer if, if we want him to come back. Um, we just don't have the physicality. Like, I, I don't know why Arsene Wenger shifted from power and pace into that weird moment where he wanted to try and match Barcelona. But um, the, the physicality in the team needs to up-level and the talent that we bring into the side needs to up-level. Um, you know, we need to start moving out people that make mistakes over and over and over again. And then, you know, we can start judging the situation. And I'll go back to that statistic about, you know, losing leads from being a goal up. And people are saying, this is, you know, this is, this is on Arteta. And sure, Everything is on Arteta. It will always be on the manager. It's the manager's fault, always. And I, you know, never move away. Like a good leader always takes that responsibility on the shoulder. But when so many of your losses um, or you know your points drop come from players making mistakes, you know the, the positive in that stat is we were ahead. We were ahead, worth fifteen points. Um, the negative is we don't have the players to see it through. So if you put the right players there, at least you are ahead enough. You know, at least it's not that we're always behind in games or always going down. So I, I see that. I see that as as opportunity. Um, you know, uh, uh, Arsenal. Uh, 
I, th- I think that since Arteta took over, like before today, we were like, we were sixth. Uh, we were sixth in the table. Um, so not amazing, but when you factor in where he picked up the team to, you know, where we're starting to move, like the win at Wolves, um, the win at Liverpool, you know, the, the, the win at Sheffield United, you can see that, you know, we're going to be there or thereabouts next season. If we don't invest, I still think that we will compete to get into the top four. I still think that we will compete. But if we invest, you know, there's an opportunity to to go higher, I think. And, you know, Spurs are in a precarious position. Sheffield United probably won't be great next season. I think I don't think Wolves have capitalized on the complete mess in the Premier League this season. You know, they've had a great season. Nuno's done a really good job. Um, you know, I, I think the, the the top five next season or six is is gonna be the, the top six that you that you normally expect to be there. So um I hope that we invest. I really, really hope that we invest um this summer. Because uh if we don't, like, what's the point? What's the point in running a football club if you don't want to invest? What's the point if you just want to be a mid-table team? Like, don't you, like, if 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 we invest now and we invest wisely and we get Raul and his super agents out of the equation, we could be a force moving forward. If we just do some free transfers here and there, if we sign in William, if we sign in a bunch of hacks that aren't going to move the club forward, then... You know, we get what we deserve as a club. And, you know, we'll have some good games. We'll have some bad games. I mean, at least we'll be organized on the pitch. Um, But, you know, I feel like there's a little bit of momentum at Arsenal now. I feel like the fans are starting to believe in the manager. I think the fans are starting to believe that these young players could be something special if they're given the tools that they need to succeed. And... I just really hope that Arsenal don't waste a golden generation of kids like we did 2008 onwards. You know, a few decent signings here um, or, or there to, to, to make up the gap. Um, it would be nice if we took a ruthless approach to the summer. And, uh, you know, I'm not normally one for thinking that you should uh, borrow money to buy players, but borrowing money to buy players in the greatest football depression that has ever existed. It just makes perfect sense. It just makes perfect sense. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just really nervous. My hope is that Arteta is saying these things because it's under consideration. My hope is that he's not saying it because he's been told that the money's not coming. Um, But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, uh, just a short podcast today because I just wanted to get some thoughts out there because I was super excited. Um, could all be tears at the weekend, but you know, if if we win the final two league games, I feel like that's we've got just as much of a chance of qualifying for the Europa League as if you know we miraculously beat City at the weekend and then beat. Um, be a, a big team in the final so we'll see but anyway I, I hope you enjoyed the podcast uh have a good week enjoy the win don't listen to the negative people telling you that the arteta isn't the right man to take us forward and and you know just accept beating the champions stopping them making their record point totals those those are the little wins that you've got to pick up when you're in a mess 
uh, and hopefully we can address it in the summer. I will be back after the Manchester City game and we will have a nice chat then, hopefully. Um, so have a good one. Rate us five star and I will see you soon. Ciao for now. Streaming the world's biggest sporting events, exclusive originals, and the latest movies. This February, we've got Super Bowl 56 and the 2022 Winter Olympics. Peacock Original Bel Air from executive producer Will Smith and Westbrook Studios. Damn! Plus tons of new movies every week, including Marry Me, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. In theaters and streaming only on Peacock, Valentine's Day. With all this and so much more to love, sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.